All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's after four o'clock. How are you, Gregor? Hallie, Sean Brown on a lovely Tuesday afternoon as of, ooh, we are inching closer to Christmas. We got uh, six days. Well, not even, I guess, technically, because uh, uh, Santa Claus comes in five. So, nice. Nice. And, hey, um, somebody right now, you could uh, give yourself a great gift today as the uh, month of giving continues on. We have two packages today. Package number one, helping out Santa's Anonymous. It is the uh, realtor fees from uh, Michelle Dirk at Acquired uh, Real Estate Group. Uh, basically, it's a seller's commission on your home. So, I try to do the math. It's very simple. Let's say you have a $500,000 home. Uh, you want to sell it. Uh, usually, there's $19,000 in commissions, right? 7% on the first, 103% on the rest. Half of that's the seller's commission. Half of that's the buyer's commission. So, Basically, if you have a $500,000 house, you'd be paying the seller's commission of $9,500. Today, you'll pay whatever you bid. And currently, it's only at $1,400. So we got to get that one up. Uh, obviously, we don't ever expect a retail because we don't know the price of your home. But, you know, you look at even a $200,000 house is is going to be um, minimum five grand. All right? So um, there you go. On a condo, it'd be five k. So... Uh, you can get a steal of a deal right now at uh, 1400 uh, helping out Santa's Anonymous. Well, package number two. Jill has package number two at 3500 That is a dinner for eight of you at your home as executive chef Paul Schufelt is uh, going to uh, serve the dinner at your house. Now, of course, Paul owns... Um, uh, workshop Eatery, uh, Woodshed Burgers, uh, Hayloft, Robert Spence Catering. It's unbelievable food. And he's teamed up with uh, Dave from uh, Yukon Brewing Company and Two Brewers Whiskey. Uh, he'll provide all the dinner pairings for uh, beer and whiskey prior. So it's an awesome time. And the food is delightful. Delicious. And uh, not only will you have that, uh, Sean Brown... Jason Stratok and myself, the three of us, will uh, come join you for dinner, uh, have some laughs. Uh, as Brownie said, a few whiskeys. Who knows? Maybe him and Struz will go in the backyard and uh, no, they'll finally sort things out. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? So uh, Brownie will, uh, uh, well, him and Struz, uh, well, you know, the, the only thing is that we ask that it happens after February 9th. That's the, uh, that's the only uh, caveat in this. It can happen before, but ideally it'd happen after. Only because then there'd be better hair there. So just saying. So we'll see. But uh, Jill has that at 3500 And that's all going to the Christmas Bureau. So you can bid on either package, package one or package two, 833-401-1440. Now, 
let's uh, get to our uh, big guest of the day, brought to you by the Junior Prospects Hockey League. Go to uh, JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. They just wrapped up their uh, Winter Classic. Uh, very successful in town. Had over 41 teams uh, partaking at lots of different divisions. And if you're looking for a great combination of education for you 14, U15, and U18 players and hockey, go to JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. As uh, Scott Barney joins us, uh, former NHL or uh, Junior Challenge uh, head coach. Joins us, Scott. How you doing? Doing great today, guys. Good to be on here. Well, so Scott, I, I guess let's let's talk first of all about kind of the uh, the coaching uh, for you, and and what's the motivation? What's been your uh, your motivation to be coaching at this level? Uh, my motivation is just you know what I think it's it's important to start the, the, the grassroots here and, and work your way up, and obviously with my experience here in Humboldt for the last five years has given me uh, given me that opportunity to do a lot of different things that. Uh, you don't get get to do or handle in, in junior A, and uh, you know it's been it's been great here. My family loves it, and uh, obviously now to represent your country with with Canada to and win a gold medal, it's great too as well. And uh, you know I bring it back here back here to Humboldt and uh, keep keep growing things. So Barney, you've been doing this for a while. Obviously, you had a great playing career. Um, we grew up in the same hometown, and I, I grew up. A little bit older than you, and watching you, and, and you've you know you you're a highly touted uh, young prospect. What what is it you know coaching and and as a player? What's what's what are the biggest challenges that that you found as a coach? Uh, you know, trying to get messages across to to young athletes. Yeah, that's a that's a good question, and obviously tougher sometimes, and obviously had to experience that a lot. Just even in the, that the tournament just went by here, right? You you got. We had 22 different players, you know what, probably within, you know, at 17 different programs, and they all come from outstanding programs as well. And, and to get guys to, to buy in to, to play in the right way was obviously a challenge here at the beginning of our tournament even. And, and I'll use that kind of as an example. Just, uh, you know, what? I think our biggest message is, is that if you want to play at the next level, you've got to be able to do the little things right. And, and uh, you know what, the, the, you know, obviously there's an odd NHL scouts there watching or, or colleges and, and you know you got, you know what they got a handful of guys who can score thirty goals. But you know what is it? Can, can you chip pucks? Uh, will you stop and start on pucks? Will you go to the net? Can you get pucks through? Uh, will, will, are you are you are you coachable? Or you have good body language, right? And and talking about those kind of things was was the the big game changer for us was simplifying our game, especially at that at that short tournament, right? And and like I said, got a lot of talented players and. And guys bought in, and, and then you know what? You can see it in the Slovakian game, and lead into the American one, and obviously, obviously, just took right over there in in, in, in the finals. And, and I think that's the biggest thing for me was you know I played in I don't know how many different countries in Europe and seen different coaching philosophies and and played in North America. And so you can use the the good and bad from that and, and implement it into into your players. And, and and you have your own career to kind of rely it on too as well. Scott, you know what? It's interesting when you look at your your coaching background. Um, you know, obviously, you you came into Humboldt in 2018 and 2019, and everybody knows what it had happened. Uh, you know, in, in April of 2018, obviously a horrific bus crash, and you know, there was lots of emotional healing that had to go on. You started as an assistant coach, then you got promoted to head coach, and you know, then you became the head coach and GM, and you've had that role for this many years. Can now, how did you grow as a person throughout that? Like when you look back, like that—that's a pretty big thing to to take on in a community like that that was grieving still that many months and, and is still grieving this many years later. Yeah, like, I think it's definitely something that'll never be forgotten here in, in Humboldt and throughout the world. And and uh, you know, I just the biggest thing was just being there for for the players or families and and someone to someone to talk to. And, uh, and I know through my own career, I missed you know three years with a. A measly back injury. When you compare, you know, people have lost their lives and, and their loved ones and their their fathers and and, and daughters, right? So it's uh, it's uh, definitely something. That was the biggest thing for me, just being there for the players that that were involved, uh, you know, and, and involved at the time. And obviously, we had a few players from from that year as well. And and you know, just trying to to make sure you're there and and to chat with. And then obviously, in the end, like the players that you you do have that year, you want them to be able to focus on hockey and take that other attention away and just. Let them come to the rink and enjoy the game, right? So I think that was the biggest challenge, and and you know what, for me it was obviously dealing with with media 
uh, you know, at the junior A level doesn't happen too often. And, uh, you know, just having people focus on the hockey and, and not, not having to worry about that kind of tension as well. Scott Barney joins us. Uh, he was a head coach, a uh, gold medal for Canada West at the, uh, the recent Junior A Challenge, the head coach and GM of the Humboldt Broncos in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And so Scott, when you, when you look at, you know, you mentioned how, you know what, you wanted to get an experience as a coach and a GM. When, when you look like you're doing your job, but do you have aspirations of wanting to go to, to, uh, to major junior or, or pro hockey. You know, some guys don't. Some guys are very happy where they're at, and they're just like, you know what, man, I'm able to, to help influence uh, young players and to help them, some of them go NCAA and stuff, and, and that's super rewarding. Where, where are you kind of at as far as your, your coaching or management chart, and is there one that you lean to more, one more than the other? Uh, you know, I, my family really enjoys it here at Humboldt, and, uh, you know, I've moved around a lot in my, my own playing career, and, you know, we got uh, two younger kids here as well. It's a great community and, and just love it here. And uh, obviously my aspirations are, are to coach in the NHL one day. And uh, uh, I think my experience here has helped me tremendously. Uh, you know, it's gained me more experience than probably even being in, in, in some major junior markets. And, and obviously that would be the, that'd be the next step. Uh, have, have I uh, went to apply or try to get it yet? No, I haven't, right? I just enjoy it here. And obviously hey, if the right opportunity came along and, and you know what? Agreed, kind of the philosophy and the ownership and management, how the direction they're going. Definitely something definitely I would think about, right? And obviously that's the that would be the next step, either that's out west or in Ontario, right? But for me, it doesn't really matter about that. It's just you know, it's just going to the right opportunity and organization. I think that's that's more important for me in, in my career right now. So, you know, you, you have done a lot of different. You've been an assistant coach. You've been a head coach. You're a GM. Is there? You know, in your own mind, do you feel like you're, you know, are you ready or is there some more more to the game that you want to learn or areas of growth before you feel more comfortable before you do move on? Yeah, definitely a good question, right? And uh, obviously I, I try, to, try to learn every day, right? I think that's important. That's even, you know what, uh, at, at the tournament you have different coaches. Uh, you know, you pick other people's brains and go to coaches' conferences and always having those conversations like, I feel I'm ready to be a head coach at Major Junior, and that's the role I'd probably I'd, I would want. Uh, that's where I feel would be the next step. And obviously enjoy the, the GM side of it. And we have a, a draft here in the SJHL as well. And that's, you know, you get a lot of hands-on experience with that and, and uh, nothing to take away from an assistant coach's role or, or anything like that. But I feel that would be, you know what, uh, my next step is, is, is would be a head coaching opportunity at, at the Major Junior level. And, and uh, obviously, hey, I love it here in Humble as well. Uh, there's no rush or urgency for me to just jump and go somewhere with the first opportunity. And like I said, it would have to be the, the right situation for me to, to, to leave, that's for sure. You coached a lot of players from the AJHL uh, on this team in Manitoba. You know, there was, uh, there was, there was Ronan uh, Buckberger from the, the SJHL, but a lot of players you hadn't seen before, at least on a regular basis, I wouldn't think, Scott. Uh, is there a few that stood out to you that maybe impressed you more just because, you know, as you get to know players and you see them on a daily basis, you're like, oh, man, I really like this guy's game and in this certain area. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of players that kind of stood out, and obviously it was, it was a long process as well because we, we couldn't we did we did have a disadvantage of not having a not having a camp to, to be able to evaluate them, and so it was a lot of video watching and a lot of credit to Nigel Dubé as well, the general manager who who put countless hours on the showcases and in all the different leagues, and and you know in the end you're trying to just fit the right pieces for the, the puzzle, right? And I think in the end we we feel like we found that and. Obviously, hey, you start with your goalie, and 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 and, and, and Roost was great in that for us, making huge saves in, in those last few games, and and I thought that was key. And obviously, in the back end, uh, you have some skill. Obviously, with Brownie's Brownie's younger young, young son there, and uh, you got guys like Sharp, who and Camrose, who I thought did an excellent job on, on the on the PK side of things. Uh, you have Payne at a, at a Sherwood Park, who makes a who probably logged 25 minutes a night there in the, in the last three games and makes that big play to to Sam Hawk there from Okotoks, and I thought that both him and Huck and Silverberg from Okotoks were, were great all-tournament. Uh, Sawyer and, and Brooks was, was great. As he elevated his game as, as things went along. Uh, you know, the list can go on and on with, with, with a lot of the top talent. You have Sherwood Park, three guys that, you know what, that played together on, on a line all season, right, and, and have some chemistry. And so I think a big thing for us was, you know, you had some players that did have some chemistry, and, and I think that probably led to our success in the end and, and getting guys to buy in, and I think that was, that was kind of huge there. 
Well, Scott, we really appreciate your time. Uh, continued success uh, with Humboldt and uh, in your coaching career yourself. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on here, and have a good Christmas. That is uh, Scott Barney. Of course, a former second round pick uh, of the LA Kings in uh, 1997. You know, he was highly touted about. He's a 40 goal scorer in junior. Came out, he played five years in the AHL, and then he had a back injury. Missed three straight seasons uh, in '99 to uh, to 2001 uh, when he was 20 to 22 years of age. He didn't play hockey at all for three years and came back and still, uh, you know, eventually uh, worked his way into the to the LA Kings. Uh, in, in 2003-04, had five goals, 11 points in 19 games. But uh, really after the back, was just never the same player. Yeah, you know what? I, I do remember him. Like I said, we grew up in the same town. I'm a little bit older than him. And I remember him in minor hockey. And he was just a mountain of, he's still, he's a gigantic guy. Um, and he had so much talent, could skate so well, worked hard. Uh, I, I got a chance to play against him in Peterborough there. And, in yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate that he probably didn't get to his full potential and the injury, you know, missing three years of hockey would, you know, obviously impact anyone. But, you know, it's good to see him have success. I've heard lots of great things about him. Uh, in the hockey community about, you know, his work ethic, his attention to detail, um, and how good he is with the kids. So, you know, it's nice to see him get, you know, an opportunity. And I think when he's ready to actually make a move, um, I think he's going to do well because I think he's just, he's got so much to give to the kids, uh, through all the experiences that, that he's been through. And, and, you know, whether it was the NHL, Major Junior, and, and obviously those European. And, you know, the fact that he, he didn't play for three years and he dealt yeah. with some adversity. And that's what it's all about, you know, is, is being able to share all that and those experiences with, with kids and those guys that have been through that. And face that, that's what, you know, it, it's a grind to get there. And he can, he's very relatable with the kids. I know they all loved him and enjoyed him, carried himself very well. And uh, congratulations, uh, lots of members from the from you know the uh, the Crusaders and and Brooks and you know other teams are around locally. Uh, uh, I think um, there was a, a few. There's one guy from uh, Drayton Valley. I think Camrose had a had a few players. Um, um, obviously, uh, your son Brownie was in. So what's interesting is you just look the Junior A players. The the big difference between Junior A and Major Junior, in a lot of cases, is just size. Oh yeah, right. Like if you, if you look and see, you know, how many five foot nine, five foot eleven players compared to six feet to six feet one or two. I don't think the skill set is necessarily that much different, right? And if you're a smaller player, I think the AJHL wrote a lot of the times makes more sense to you. Like obviously, if you're an elite player, then maybe you know elite of elite, like the rare bedards and stuff. But for a lot of other players, you know what? You go, uh, you know, junior A wrote to. Uh, it just gives you more time to develop, you know, if you're good enough to go NCAA. The challenge, of course, is, and I think there's there's a lot of people that, like, getting an NCAA scholarship today is much harder than it was in the past. Yeah, I, I don't think any route, it, 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 there's no bad way, you know. Oh, God, no. You know, even even if you're, it's... It's there's so much opportunity now. The coaching, everything's so well scouted now. Major Junior is is a great league, and if you're big and you're strong, it's um it, dev- it definitely will benefit you to you know to go that way. But if yeah, if you're a little bit smaller and need a little bit more time, uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League is a great league. I think the biggest difference to me from what I see is that it's probably the depth, right? I think there's a little bit more depth in in the major junior there than there is in the aj um but yeah i mean they they got some skilled talented players and um you know and it's like for me and and looking at my son's development that's exactly that was our mindset going into it was like hey you know what you're you're you you need a little bit more time to put on some weight and and there's never it's you never you never want to rush too much you know, you don't want to be in a rush and, and having that opportunity to play at a level where you're going to have success and be able to play your game is never a bad thing. So um, each individual kid and family has to recognize and, and, and kind of sort that out. But it, it's a great league and it's well scouted. And, you know, it was really nice for I mean, I obviously played major junior. So, um, you know, when my son went through this process and having the ability to fly down and see what these schools have to offer, I I was my I was blown away with what the opportunities that these kids have. It's it's incredible how well they get treated and the you know to have that um, to be able to play and uh, you know down in the states and um, you know and it, it just it like you said it extends your runway a little bit you know for for the kids that just need that little bit of extra time. For sure. Uh, 422. Uh, Struddy will join us when we return. We'll talk about the uh, dinner package. Jill has it at 3,500. And um, uh, Aaron came in at uh, 
Uh, 1800 then it went up to uh, 2000 Now it's up to 2500 from Kyle. So now the real estate one, everybody sees the deal. We knew it would come along. So now we're rock and roll. We'll update you on that when we return. On the Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show, Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. The order is in Long Island to take on the Islanders. Uh, we'll talk to Stratty about the team that drafted him next. 428, Jason Gregor. Strudwick is going to join us momentarily. Connor... Uh, Hallie is here, Sean uh, Brown, and uh, Month of Giving continues on. So uh, package number one is up to uh, $2,500 now with Kyle, and that is the, uh, basically, it's the uh, Realtors Commission uh, when they're selling your home for you, right? If you have a $500,000 house, normally there's $1,900,000 or nineteenth grand in uh, realtor fees. They split that, right? Unless there's a realtor who does both. And then you usually get a better deal anyway. But normally that's how it works, right? 7% on the first 100K, uh, which is seven grand, and then uh, 1,500 on every uh, subsequent one. So do the math, right? And uh, away you go. So on a $500,000 home, it would usually be about uh, $9,500. $600,000 house would be 11 grand for the seller's commission. Today, Michelle Dirk from Acquired Real Estate, she waives it. Whatever you bid today, you donate to Santa's Anonymous, and then she will sell your home for you. Pretty sweet deal. So that's currently at 2500 Package number two is the five-course meal served in your home for eight of you. It's prepared by Paul Schufelt, who's the executive chef and owner of Workshop Eatery, Woodshed Burgers, Hayloft, Robert Spence Catering. Unbelievable restaurants, man. So good. And they make special little dishes because chefs love to create new things. So they'll, they'll work with you in case you have any sort of allergies or anything you can't eat. Obviously, they'll make it that it works for you. And they'll bring some food that you've probably never had, and it's unreal. And then you'll also have uh, dinner pairings of beer and whiskey provided by uh, Yukon Brewing Company and uh, Two Brewers Whiskey. This will be in your home. And then you'll have three guests, Brownie, Strutty, and myself. We'll, uh, we'll come for dinner at your place, and I'll uh, we'll have lots of laughs. Uh, Strutty and I did this uh, last year. Uh, Strutty got a tour of uh, Curtis's farm. Uh, I was a little nervous, uh, old Strutty. Uh, was, but uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be at a farm, but uh, Jill has it right now at uh, 35 $100. So if you want in on that, 833-401-1440. Let's get to uh, Strud's On, brought to you by Action Electrical. You want to take action on your savings? Uh, they are the ones to call. Go to actionelectrical.net, and they'll give you all the rundown for both commercial and residential when it comes to solar on your home. There's all sorts of grants you can get from the federal government, um, uh, no interest fee uh, loans and such. They'll help you out make it uh, very much uh, financially viable for you. ActionElectrical.net. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's a memory. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, there's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. We welcome uh, to the program uh, uh, Jason Strudwick, of course, uh, former uh, third-round selection of the New York Islanders, who are uh, taking on the orders tonight. And uh, Strudy actually ran into Curtis at the uh, order game a few uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, he was uh, still chuckling. Remember, remember the tour, Strudy? Uh, you saw the cows. Probably might be the closest you've been to that many cows. Oh no, I've been around cows before, but I mean, I wasn't like that into it. We were right in there amongst them all. It was uh, pretty. Pretty good time. Well, really good time, actually, but it's always eye-opening touring around with two farmers. <laughs> yeah, well, we're trying to keep you in the conversation, for sure. Um, you and Br- Now, Brownie was saying, Struddy, that uh, with this whiskey, t- you never know what can happen. All of a sudden, you and Brownie might be wrestling in the, in the, uh, in the living room. No, there's no, there'll be no, no wrestling. But I, I am wondering, will Brownie maybe top this package up by bringing those special chips he Parties, put out for yeah. Halloween and Party. spoiled all the kids around his house. <laughs> I got my wife on it right now. Party size bag of Doritos. Guys, I got a great idea. Chips for Halloween. Minds <laughs> are blowing. 
<laughs> I'm never. I'm not gonna live this down. Oh. My wife was so mad at me. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, we're doing oh. something different. Yeah. Oh yeah, what? We're bringing bags of chips. Oh my god, we've never seen those before. Uh, uh, Strutty, the uh, the Islanders right now. It's a uh, it's bizarre world. They're leading the NHL in offense the last ten games. They got the most goals in the league, but they've allowed the second most goals. Three of their top six defensemen are out, and they've just decided. You know what? We're playing fire wagon hockey right now. That's funny. You know, you look at that team and you, you wouldn't think that they are, are built in a way that's going to be able to just run and gun and score goals. But when you are missing the quality of D-men they're missing, and make no mistake, they are missing some quality guys, uh, especially at the top of their lineup, it does, it does make a big difference. So you maybe loosen it up a little bit and, and play a little bit faster and a little bit uh, more free. But I, I just don't see this being their, their blueprint for success moving forward. Strutty, what do you think of, you know, obviously they went on a little bit of a heater, a little bit of a run. What do you think? Is it, you know, is it the guys taking a little bit more responsibility for the details and and how they're playing? Or is it the system, the coaches? What are your thoughts? Is this for the Oilers, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know what? I think, well, there's obviously when your coach gets fired, especially if someone you liked, you know, if there's a guy who gets fired you don't really care about or, you know, you're not quite so emotional about it. but when, you, when someone you like you feel guilty and you want to be to be better so it kind of wakes you wakes you up and kind of maybe snaps you out of uh, uh, feeling sorry for yourself and they go and attack but what I see is that they've eliminated a lot of the the big issues they had um, first off the penalty kill I think has been you know over the whole a lot better which I think is fantastic and then you look at you know just limiting always from the defensive side just those big mishaps you know, we, we, we've maybe seen one or two in the last number of games. But other than that, it used to be, you know, almost period. Every period we see a, a big <laughs> mistake where someone just has a bad read. And the same type of reads you talk to 13-year-olds about, about not making this play or not making that play. So I think that just those two things, it cuts down your goals against on the penalty kill and then obviously five on five. And then you feel better by yourself because when you make a mistake, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You do feel guilt and you feel badly about it but now you're not giving up those ones i think you feel better about it and the offense starts to bloom yeah well it's it's good the good offense can start in the d zone because the orders aren't spending as much time in the defensive zone right uh, i think that's been a, a big help but uh, the last three games struts they've given up the first goal and uh, now they did come back in chicago because they're terrible but uh, they didn't come back against tampa despite doing everything they could to score on vasilevsky they just got like that to me is a legit goalie because he was unreal that game florida was really the first game where i thought they were the second best team on the ice here in the last 10 games but when you look at the successful teams and i went through the top 10 teams in the league and uh, losing more than two in a row just doesn't happen. It's only happened twice amongst the top ten, and once was Boston, and they haven't even lost twice at any other time in the season. So I know it's only a two-game skid study, but I look at this as a pretty important game for Edmonton and for Stuart Skinner because it's his first start since that rough third period against Tampa. It, there's no doubt. I mean, losing two games in a row is, is, is that if you lose three, they can just get away from you, right? And you don't want that to happen. Um, but I, I was, you know, when I played, I, you don't want to lose any game, right? Like I, and I get it. I don't know. I never felt like I tried harder after two losses. I did when we had won the night before, right? Like it just, mm-hmm. and maybe I was different. I had to try hard all the time, but it is, it's a little bit of a cliche, right? Like I, I, I never lose three games in a row. Yeah, of course. Of course we don't want to. We don't want to do that. But what are you going to do about it? Right. What are you going to do about to, to get away from that and, and not have that issue? There's no doubt in Tampa. Uh, they, they, the better goal, or the, the best player on the ice was Tampa Bay's goalie. Yeah, and I'm saying that when Stamkos had four goals, you know, he wasn't even first star. Uh, so that tells you what kind of game the goalie had. Um, and then last game, you know, they just they, they didn't have it, and that's going to happen. You're not going to have ten out of ten perfect games all the time, right? You're gonna you're gonna have some games that don't go your way. So that was one didn't go the way. Now you get back and you say, hey guys, let's get back to the level we were playing at before. What made it successful? Well, a uh, penalty kill. B, moving the puck up the ice quickly with some intensity. And, and I think C, taking the puck to the net and bodies to the net to make the other team defend. You know, the Islanders, you know, they're, they're, they're scoring a lot, which is great, but they are, they are missing some pretty key defenses. So get on them, make them make decisions, make them make choices under pressure and so that they feel uncomfortable in their own rink. Jason Strudwick joins us uh, from the Got Your Back podcast. And 
When you have a team like the Islanders Struds, three of their top six defensemen are out. Pulak and, and Pellick, like that's two of their top three alongside Noah Dobson. And then Scott Mayfield at six foot five, you know, is a really good penalty killer. Their penalty kill has really struggled lately. But defensively, when, like, I think you can always have guys fill in for a game or two. But what do you find happens over time where it just erodes? Like, where are the areas the Oilers can attack when, when the Islanders are now, you know, like now they did go out and get Bertuzzo, so he's a veteran player. But still, you know, you look at that defense core and, like, they've got one. I would say top four defensemen now uh, in their lineup. Like Romanoff, maybe he's a number four, so maybe I'd argue they got two. Yeah. So how do you expose it? Where's the best way to attack a D core that's that depleted? Well, I agree. I think Romanoff is a top four, but still, that there, he's not maybe what those other guys are. Or he's being played up the, the level. But what do you want to do? It's just like when guys get called up. I always found that the 10-game threshold is where guys that get called up but also start thinking, oh, my God, I'm actually in the NHL. Instead of just going and play and, play and, and not thinking or worrying about what you're going to do. You know, for instance, as a D-man, um, you know, it's your first game. You're so excited. You're kind of more worried about yourself. And now also you've been playing up the lineup. Maybe you're a six playing as a four or a four playing as a two. And you look across, you're like, oh, man, i got to play against Connor McDavid, you know, whatever, a third of the game tonight. That's pretty crazy, right? That's, that's a pretty big assignment for a guy who's maybe not used to this. So, you, you want to put them and play in their end, but make them make decisions as often and as quick as you can. So, you know, I do that. They're standing up at the blue line, ship it behind them, have their toes facing the wrong way, make them, you know, make a play with their with their eyes facing uh, the wrong end. Um, you know, if you can, get some licks on them, but drive the net, drive the net hard so they have to make decisions, whether it's an odd man rush or just off uh, out of the corner. Like, I, I loved it when I could kind of just stand my ground and not have to think. You know, for instance, there's a battle in the corner. Like George LaRock, our good buddy George. I knew when I played against George, it was going to be like wrestling uh, an elephant to the corner. But I wasn't super worried about him driving the puck to the net. So I would just kind of stand in there and I'd wrestle with him, make it look good. So my coach would say, oh, boy, you really battled the big guy. Yeah, I did. But I, we, he, George wanted to keep him in the corner. I didn't want him to cover the net, and I didn't want to get beat up by him. Everybody's happy. But then he play a guy like Todd Bertuzzi. Todd Bertuzzi didn't want to stay in the corner. He's not scoring from there. So he was trying to drive the puck out of the net, or sorry, out of the corner to the net. Now, if I'm on him, I've got to defend that. But also, if I'm in front of him, I'm like, hey, now I've got to look around. Where's Morrison? Where's Vaz? I'm trying to figure everybody out. So that is what I say about driving the puck out of the corner. You're making people make decisions. And, and rather than just standing around, standing around is a D-man's dream, isn't it, Brownie? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree 100%. I mean, getting pucks in behind young defensemen is, you know, make them make decisions, make them feel the pressure of, you know, making those decisions as you're going back to pucks is going to be the key to the Oilers game. And that's kind of why I think they've had success, especially, you know, Gagne, Hamlin and, and Ryan, you know, as, as, as a fourth line, I thought they did a really good job, especially against Chicago, because mm-hmm. that was the last time they ran into a, a decor that was kind of depleted. And that's where they, they got their success. So I look forward to, uh, I look, you know, I think the Oilers are going to look to do that again tonight. Jason Strudwick joins us. Struddy, what would you do to try to get Connor Brown going? Can you do anything? Like, do you tell the goalies to let him score in practice? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty hard because they're trying to keep their game up too. You know what? I, I, if you don't look at the stats, and I know that's hard to do, there's a lot of things I like about his game. You know, he works hard. Uh, his penalty killing has, has gone well. You know, he had the one that was called back. He hit the crossbar and another. So, I mean, there, he is getting some chances. And, I, and I, I've always liked him as a player, even before he came to Edmonton. And, I, I, you know, now you're getting to pretty, you know, you're all a certain way into the season. You like to think, okay, the, the offense is going to come. And I, and I want to believe that he's going to get one and just start unlocking it. But what I do usually say is just playing with the best player on the team and it'll come around. Well, they've done that, right? And mm-hmm. it hasn't come around. And that's so the other thing, okay, we'll play him further down the line. Well, they have done that as well. So, you know, I think his role, I think he understands his role. I think it's clearly defined. But make no mistake about it. He is not feeling good about his production. Like one assist, that is truly incredible for the minutes and quality of um, line mates he's been getting. Yep. I mean, it's just, it is, it is almost... You could put me on there, and I would probably have a goal. I probably, and I'm not saying that because I'm a great player, but I'm pretty sure one would have gone in off me somewhere. So his his production is way under what 
you know, you want and need. So, I mean, I think you just got to keep putting him out there, keep saying you believe in him, and, and hoping that it comes around because he is in and around the net. Uh, but, you know, you've, I think you've tried a lot. Both coaches have tried a lot of things, Greg, to get him going. Yeah. Like, I just... You know what, like it's because it's not just this year. Like he hasn't scored a goal since March of 22, right? And I just, you know, because last year he was hurt all season, played four games. And I just, that's, that's God, I don't care who you are. Like um, we were looking at you and Brownie, right? And, and each of you had a season where you didn't score a goal, but you're a defenseman. You weren't, and you weren't supposed to score. But even when like, you know, Cody sees, man, I've asked him about it. Man, it doesn't bother me that much, but it still does start to impact your game a little bit. And when you're a guy who, who got signed, you come to a new team, you want to make a good impression. And you mentioned, like, if you had 10 assists and no goals, I think it might be different. But he's got one assist. Like, there's really, there's one play that he's been involved in that scored a goal all season long. And you're at game almost 30. It's incredible. It really, it really is incredible. And uh, I think the, the, before he got injured, you know, this year, I, I would say his game was, you know, not not really where it wants to be. But I think he, it has been kind of getting better. So I, my my gift, my hope is that he gets a gift and he gets a Christmas gift uh, of a goal, and then he can kind of go into the break. And say, okay, I've got, I've got a goal now. I can start going because the Oilers need him, right? They need either he or or, or Holloway to to, to find a, a, a way to score to put pucks to the back of the net. Um, continue to work hard, but one of those two guys has to find. I mean, McLeod too, but I'm talking about the wingers more here. But those two, one of those two guys has to find another level. Like we, you know, I've talked a lot about internal development, and they need they needed uh, Bouchard to take a step forward. I think he has. You know, Skinner. I think he's held his ground. Uh, you know, I think Holloway, Broberg. Those are guys you're looking at to take a step forward, and, and Holloway for injury reasons. And I think. Now we're talking about Connor Brown. They haven't taken that step. They, the Oilers desperately need him. They can one of those two guys or both can take a step forward. It solves a lot of issues, I think, in that top nine for the Oilers. But does he? If he's not scoring, does he bring enough, you know, physicality to yes. to the Oilers to 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 continue to have him in the lineup? You know, you look at Yamark McLeod himself, Gagne, Ham, like. Those two lines right there, there's not a whole lot of size. And if the Oilers are going to make a run and, and get into the playoffs, you know, at some point, do you, do you start to look at maybe making a well, trade I and think, bringing I think his, his PK is what's keeping him in the lineup right now, right? Like, he's, mm-hmm. so, it's fun. Like, he's been exceptional on the penalty kill, mm-hmm. right? And I know that it's a small part of the game, but, you know, that's probably the one thing they look at. But I, I do wonder, starting like, um, the, the other day, yeah, it was Matthew Nyes, the rookie in Toronto. He's never fought. But he got in a scrap in a game, and he's like, yeah, you know what? It's just a mental hurt. Like, sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone, right? Like, I don't see Brown doing anything. Like, get in a scrum. Try something to break out of this. That's the only thing. I haven't seen much. Like, I am desperate to do anything to help the team win. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like, And, and I think you can do that by driving the net. And I know a lot of my conversation today is about driving the net. But it's been in my mind a lot lately. Like, just again, as a defender, I hated when guys drove the net. And when you're not playing well, you're not feeling it, and you start driving the net, I think something goes off you, right? You just get mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think of when I played for the NHL, like, I all I was trying to get to is trying to get the puck to the point, and I was just driving with the singular focus of getting to the net. That's it. Just shoot it off me. I don't care where it goes. And I scored a couple times off that. And I was not an offensive player. Sure, I look great and warm up, dangling around my helmet off, but you got into games and it fell apart so quick, my skills. So that is the easiest thing to do. And, you know, you, you look at uh, Hyman and everyone's talking about, oh, his 18 goals. Yeah, he works so hard for those 18, but most of them are skills. You added them all up, the distance from the net probably wouldn't be 40 feet total, all his, how far he shot from the net. Yeah. That's, that's just, it's not a, it's, it, I don't want to downplay it. It's, it is a skill, but it's an attitude of getting to the blue paint and saying, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to whack this puck until someone either calls a penalty on me or goes to the net. Yeah, no, it's true. Strutty, uh, have a good one. Um, anything you uh, recommend for the person? Uh, like, what are you going to bring to the dinner? What are you bringing? Well, obviously, I, I know I've been many times they talked about the eye candy factor. You know, I think that uh, generally speaking, the wives or the ladies are always happy the way I walk in there. But, you know, there's a certain uh, charm that I bring also with good stories. But I don't know if that will compare to the 
smoked a bag of chips. <laughs> brown eel, brown what do I go with? There's so many options. <laughs> well, I don't even know what to bring. Hey. Uh. Now, uh, Brad, will you bring a signed uh, five by seven like Struddy did the one year? Struddy bought signed five by seven. Hey, do you guys want one? And they're like, No, we're good. So, do you want to bring? I, some I don't even know. I don't even have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Greg, those weren't free, but you know I charge fifteen bucks for those. <laughs> don't don't start throwing those. Around. Don't be so cavalier with my eight by ten. That's true. My apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Struddy, have a good one. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you. Uh, a Merry Christmas, by the way, because uh, we'll talk to you uh, next after Christmas. Merry Christmas and great, great job with your month of giving, buddy. It's always so uh, impressive. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's uh, Jason Strudwick. And uh, uh, dinner, and uh, we got a great two packages. We'll tell you what they are. We've got five questions and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L.ca, for all your electrical needs. We return. Jason Gregor, Sean Brown, Connor Halley with you on a lovely Tuesday. It's game day. Oilers on the island getting set to take on the uh, Islanders. And, uh, hey, uh, we've got another bid in. Uh, package number one is now up to thirty-two fifty with uh, Kyle Stillis. Deal of a deal, but it's great. Hey, we're up to thirty-two fifty. It's the realtor fees that she will be the uh, seller of your home, and uh, all her commission is waived. So if it's five hundred thousand dollar house, that would be uh, nine thousand. Or sorry, ninety five hundred in commission waived. So that's a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal uh, for you. So if you uh, want in. 833-401-1440. Uh, Michelle Dirk from Acquired Real Estate Group. She's done this for many years. It's unbelievable. Uh, we actually had uh, uh, Dave who got this. Uh, hey, guys, just want to remind all your listeners, uh, Michelle sold my home three years ago in this package. Unbelievable professionalism. She was awesome. So I highly recommend her for anyone. Merry Christmas. Well, thanks, Dave. I always like the recommendations from someone who used Michelle, so that's awesome. And uh, it's a steal of a deal right now at uh, thirty-two fifty. Package number two is the uh, dinner with Brownie, Struds, and myself, and eight of you. You'll have it at your home. Bring it in. And uh, Paul Schufelt, executive chef and owner of uh, the Workshop Eatery, uh, Woodshed Burgers, the Hayloft, Robert Spence Catering, he'll bring in. He's going to make all the five-course meal. It's going to be fantastic. The food is, and it's great. And so if there's something you don't like, obviously you can talk to Paul beforehand, and we'll make that. But he creates lots of wonderful dishes, things you've never had before. And then uh, there's dinner pairings of beer and whiskey uh, provided by Dave Garner from uh, Yukon Brewing Company and uh, Two Brewers Whiskey. Um, uh, you know, I'll probably show up with my favorite uh, drink of choice. I always like to, you know, uh, compliment, because most of you have probably never had this great drink. I'd leave you a bottle afterwards, yours to keep. So we have lots of fun. Uh, we'll have some good stories. Uh, Strutty and I have done this. I work- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome in Brownie and he's a rookie. So uh, uh, there's lots of rookie things as Brownie knows there's, you know, rookie initiation. So he'll be doing some of the dinner. I'm coming with a bag of chips. Hickory sticks. Hickory sticks. Hickory, maybe you're bringing hickory hey, sticks. Just let me know what you want, and I have absolutely no problem bringing uh, it. All right. So uh, Jill currently has that at uh, thirty-five 
$2,500. So uh, 833-401-1440. Package one is at $3,250. Package two is at $3,500. Uh, let's get to uh, Sank Questions. That's five questions. Brought to you by The Brick. Canada's uh, best Boxing Day sale is back at The Brick. The doors open at 7 a.m. The first 10 customers receive a gift card 7 a.m. to noon. There's five-hour door crashers, like 70% off genuine leather sofas when you buy the matching love seater chair at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question at number one. Let's get a score prediction and uh, throw in a bold prediction for the Oilers-Islanders game tonight. I'll go with the Oilers winning 4-2. A bold prediction. That's... uh, uh, Can I go with uh, Skinner getting the empty netter? (laughs) That would be quite bold. (laughs) That would be. Hey. Why not? All right. uh, Empty netter by Skinner. Um... I'm going to say for the first time in seven meetings, it's going to be an over game. Um, uh, you got uh, the, they, they don't have a lot of great defense right now, but their offense is good. Both very good power play. So I think we're going to see some offense uh, in here uh, in the game tonight. So I'm going to go five to three in the, uh, in the game tonight. So uh, bold is actually an over because there's never the over between these two teams. But I guess I will say this. Warren Fogle scores his first ever goal against the Islanders. I like it. A question number two. We had Chris Pronger on the station today. He was on with Carius and Grant Fear this morning. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts from. But in honor of him, if you could start your franchise with any defenseman of all time, who would you pick? It's got to be Bobby Orr, I would say. You only mean, get him for eight years. Eight great years. <laughs> <laughs> True, but you're starting your franchise right from the get-go, right? So it's an expansion year, so then you waste a few of those unless you're Vegas. So, yeah, no, but Bobby Orr, hey, hard to go with him. I'm going to go, mm, I'm probably going Nick Lidstrom. Yeah. Guy was just, an, you know, could score offense for you, a really good defender, um, no maintenance, good leader. I'll go Nick Lidstrom. Question number three, a week away from the World Juniors getting going in Sweden. Outside of Canada, is there a team you're looking forward to watching the most? Yeah, I'm going with Sweden. Uh, they, you know what? They've kind of been knocking on the door. We, we had uh, Mark Masters on earlier. I've been reading Steve Ellis's, um junior reports at uh, dailyfaceoff.com. And uh, Sweden's a, a team that uh, quite interests me. There's lots. they got a lot of draft, a lot of drafted players. And just, you know, it's in their home country. So I think they'll be jazzed up and. Uh, yeah, Sweden's kind of the team. They haven't really been watch, watchable is the wrong word, but they haven't really jumped off the page for me in the last few World Juniors, so I'm expecting them to this year. It's uh, easy for me. It's got to be Canada. Um, played played with and against uh, Alan Latang, the coach there, so obviously want to see him do well. Um, we have uh, the Savoy kid, local kid. Uh, want to see him, how he plays, Celebrini. Um, yeah, Canada all the way. Question number four. The Memphis Grizzlies get John Morant back into their lineup tonight. They're eight games out of the uh, playoff or play-in game. Sorry. Does his presence get them back into the playoffs this year? It's a really good question, Cons. So is Morant, like, has he matured? Because even when he was a gong show off the court, he was a hell of a player on the court. So I have to think he's still going to be really good on the court. And if he's grown up in any way, it's only going to make their organization better. Uh, there's lots of time remaining in the season. Can they make up eight games? Yeah, I think they can. I think he'll have a massive impact. I'm I'm very curious to see, though, did he find, like, was this enough to get his attention that, guess what, I don't need to be hanging out with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Larry, Curly, and Moe, and the rest of my clown entourage, and, <laughs> uh, and be a little bit better of a person. I'm not sure there's enough talent around them, but I don't know. I don't think so. I think, you know, with a record 11 or 1 and 11 at home, they got to figure out how to win at home. So um, I, I'm going to say no. And a final question for you guys today Jake Gyllenhaal celebrating his birthday. In honor of that, of all his movies, do you have a favorite? I don't know. If, uh, I, I am. I, what? Maybe I looked at that today when. I seen the email. Maybe Brokeback Brokeback Mountain. Maybe with something that I guess with uh, was that Heath Ledger. Um, I'll go with that. I'll be honest. I've never seen that movie. So um, 
Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Hmm. He's been in a few. I would probably... I'm going to go with... Uh, Southpaw. That one, uh, I was thinking either that or um, Donnie Darko, but I'm going to go with uh, with Southpaw. Cons, what about you? I will go with Zodiac. Oh, yes, that well, was I a good one. thought that was a pretty good one, a little creepy. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough of his movies, though. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, October Sky, I thought that would be, a, you know, I thought Brownie would go for that one. All right. Um, I'm with Con Man. I haven't seen a ton of his movies either. Yeah. I haven't seen a ton of movies in general, though. No, no. Are you a, you're a brown? You're a big movie guy, aren't you? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. You, you haven't seen a lot of movies. No, no. When I was younger, I was never. We weren't allowed to watch TV. I started watching movies obviously when I got you know married and. Well, I thought when you were on the down. road as a single guy, like you, you know, you're uh, watching movies in your hotel room. No, no, always oh. out, always out. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Well, that's smart. That's a better answer for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gyllenhaal's not, like he's a good actor, but he's not like he doesn't have a lot of films that just are like, oh my god, I got to see it. So, yeah, but I did like Southpaw. I thought that was pretty good. Wasn't Jarhead pretty good? I haven't seen it. Okay, maybe it wasn't that good then. Hey guys, if I were to win that package, I'd want a case of Chimay Red from Gregor, some signed lip chap from Struddy, and some Cool Ranch Doritos cooled on dry ice from Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> from Victor. Oh, Chimay. Have you ever had Chimay Red? No. Beer? Oh. Struddy was, all, you know, because Struddy loves Bud Light. Like, pff, why? I don't know. But anyway. So I, pro- I said, I'll get you some real beer. So he came to one of my house parties once, and I bought a specific bottle for him. And I, and I brought a case, and I said, try one. You'll want another one. Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. He tried. He's like, oh, my God. Like, it, it is so good. It's one of the greatest tasting beers ever. So next time, we, another oh, yeah. rookie at Chimay, I'll, when you come over. Uh, now, it's expensive. That's the only yeah. issue. So Ooh, it's not like I bring wow. it out all the time, but it is yeah. it is delicious. I, I You know what? I, I, I'm i going to start to go with Alexander Keys just because I feel a connection. We took a little oh, tour yeah, there, yeah. and that was actually, it was a good beer. Um, and it's just like, I don't know if it... When you do a tour, you kind of get connected to it, almost like when you go to you know a concert and you you see the musician and you're kind of like they kind of grow on you a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brownie, have yourself a good one. We will, uh, well, we'll chat with you after New Year's because, uh, of course, uh, we're off next Tuesday for Boxing Day, so uh, we will see you in the New Year. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, all the best. Yeah, the have year. a great holiday, everyone out there. Be safe and have fun. Good luck. Uh, good luck with the Jerry Curl. Let's get to uh, the con man and a sports 1440 brought to you about update brought to you by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice reward app today and you can start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks and food that will help get you through your day. Get it now at the app store for Booster Juice. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.